I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks so much for joining us. Dr. Hilden is here. Good to see you. It's been a while. Good morning, Steve. It has been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, spring yeah, is Denny here. out a, a while every now and then. How to get you in here? Yeah, and and, and Denny's doing well. He's in uh, wine country. Yeah, we're not weeping for Denny today. No, he's he's doing well out in California. He will be back on the program next Sunday morning. So we've got that. By the way, it's an open phone show today. Here are the numbers: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text line eight one eight zero seven. That is eight one eight zero seven. So we invite your calls and text uh, the open line show. We never know what we're going to get. We do not. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, it's like me going to med school and having somebody just pepper me with questions. And so, <laughs> so it, I do like the open line shows because it, uh, it it's a variety. And as as uh, people in my life know, I'm sort of a a, a generalist. I, I I tend to like a broad variety of things. So I like open line show. Hey, I have a couple things I want to um, as we're uh, as you're getting your phone calls ready and you call us up and Dennis will answer and get you on the get your uh, get you queued up in the line. You can also send text messages. But I want to I want to remind people about our decade with Dave event. So if you haven't been listening, this is we are in the middle of our tenth year on the air of this show, and we started this in two thousand and nine, and we're celebrating with a decade with Dave live studio or live broadcast. From the Hennepin Healthcare's Clinic and Specialty Center. It's on June 10th, just a few weeks away. We are asking for people to register so we get the chairs set up and all that. It's seating is limited and they're going fast. Uh, we've had uh, um, dozens already have signed up for this thing and, it, you know, it can't seat 400 people here. So get your, get your names in early if you want to be there. It's June 10th right here in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, there'll be some giveaway stuff. Everybody's going to get a little teeny bit of swag. Our decade with Dave Swag. I'm going to have three guests in the in the uh, on the broadcast. Although we're not going to delve too deeply into the subjects, I've brought three just um, all star guests. I have Renji Verghese is going to be here to talk about sleep issues and sleep apnea. Um, Dr. Rawad Nasser is going to talk about arthritis. Both those two have been on the show before. And then I have a, a guest that has not been on the show before, but she's a good friend of mine. Her name is Laura Lafave. She is an endocrinologist. We're going to talk about diabetes, and I'm going to introduce her to the crowd. She just came back to Hennepin, having come from another healthcare system. She came back, and she's uh, joined our teaching faculty and our clinical faculty in endocrinology. And one of the first things I said is, uh, hey, Laura, i got to put you on the radio. So that's at the Decade with Dave show. How do you register? Easy. Go to myhealthymatters.org. That's that's the easiest way, myhealthymatters.org. All one word, no spaces, no dots, no nothing, myhealthymatters.org. Just uh, find the page where you register. Um, you can just search for Decade with Dave, and it'll be there. If uh, You can also go to the main hospital's website, which is hennepinhealthcare.org, and then you put a forward slash here for life and put the number four. What a run. Congrats. Thanks, Steve. It's been 10 years. That is amazing. Time flies. You know, and when I got into this, I, I, I was innocently minding my own business, you know, just seeing patients and doing all that when they sent out a, an all-points bulletin, if you will, at the hospital. 
we're going to do this radio show. Who wants to do it? And I had, a, I had two or three. I have two friends. One's at the University of Minnesota. Now her name's Ann. And another is at um, – she's at Alina. Her name's Heidi. And they both said, you know, you never shut up. Why don't you go try to do – why don't you go audition for that radio thing that they're doing down at WCCL? And so I came down and met with Denny Long way back in 2008. And it was going to be – we were going to see how it went. We were going to see if, if the show would go a year, um, you know, if people would listen. Well, you're listening, and the show has gone 10 years. And so it's been a, it's been a great run. Well, it, it is a great run, and you've done an amazing service. And Thanks. all the other doctors that have come in, the information you've handed out over the years, it's extraordinary. Well, thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. I, I do. You know, I, a lot of people say, where do you get all those guests? Somebody asked me that. Well, most of them are my – well, they're all my colleagues and friends, and I haven't even tapped half of them. I, I just – we have a wealth of friendly and extraordinarily knowledgeable people in Hennepin. And most of them are like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go on. I'll help you out. Um, our our main purpose of this is to disseminate information that people can understand that's relevant to your life. Yes, we're trying to get our name out there, you know, so that you know this comes from Hennepin Healthcare. That is the truth. Um, but we're mostly trying to to um, have a discussion on Sunday mornings about um, health issues that matter to people and do it in a light way. It's not a lecture. It's not a we're trying not to preach to anybody. Just a light way of of getting out some information. So it's been a really fun ten years. Maybe there'll be 10 more. Who knows? By the way, the number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. I have a quick one I wanted to bring up since okay. it is an open line show. Yep. Um, it's getting warmer. Uh, I, I have heard, I haven't seen mosquitoes. Uh, ticks are certainly out. They're big concerns. Mm. And these, these are disease-carrying insects and can cause problems. Yeah, and, and I don't know, many of you maybe have read, there was an article in the various uh, media from the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, and the tick, the the number of infections and the number of illnesses from bugs is going way up, and, and especially in the last two to three years. So the the big ones, Lyme disease is, is way, going up, up, up. Lyme is is really common, and it's common here um, in Minnesota. That's just one of them. There are two or three others that you've maybe heard of, babesiosis and ehrlichiosis, and then there's um, anaplasmosis. Those are all from ticks. And now there's Powassan virus. That's from ticks. And there's this other heartland thing that I can barely – I barely even heard of that. There are new illnesses, new diseases um, that are born on little critters, mostly ticks. And of course, uh, um, and they're on the rise, and no one's really sure why. Uh, the last two to three years, um, they are def- last decade, but especially the last two or three years, tick-borne illnesses are on the rise. And so, the advice is fairly simple: prevention is what you want on these. There are not vaccines for most of those things, so you're supposed to wear bug dope, you know, when you're out, and you're supposed to, um, uh, if you're out hiking, wear long, light-colored pants. The light colors just so you can see the bugs, you know, and and um, and uh, try to prevent ticks. If they are sitting on you for a day or two, they can transmit the, the illnesses. And if they're crawling on you, they can't. And that's why you're supposed to examine your legs and flick them off, get rid of those things while they're still crawling. I'm not sure why it is. Why are those illnesses on the rise? Nobody is. Warmer weather, clearly. There's more ticks. 
But whether or not that's a long-term um, phenomenon due to uh, climate change, that has come up. I can't say that one way or another because we, we just – we don't know. Um, but there's definitely uh, warmer weather, more ticks. They survive the winter um, and um, more diseases. That's, that's the real deal. And I remember doing a show with a dermatologist from Hennepin Healthcare, and they talked about sunscreen being a big deal. As it gets warmer, it's going to be a yep. lovely day today. It's going yep. to be, I mean, we're, we're, we're moving into summer mode and spending more out time, uh, time outside in the yard and garden, et cetera. Sunscreen's a big deal as R- well. Right. And, and dermatologists, boy, they have no, they, they don't have any wiggle room on that. When I talk to us, uh, dermatologists, they say, well, how about like, Half hour. Can I can right. I be outside for a half an hour? And the dermatologists will all say, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they say there is no known amount of safe uh, tanning, if you will. You know, when your body is tanning, that is the cells are getting hurt. <laughs> and so, so the dermatologists, um, I remember they've been in this studio. They're all young mothers too. They say their poor kids, their poor kids get the stuff on them all the time. And they get hats, you know, the size of a, you know, that sure. huge three foot wide hat on. <laughs> Those kids are never going to see the light of day. Sun is healthy for you in many other ways. It's good for your mood. It's good to be outside. You do get vitamin D from it, but you don't have to make any like special efforts to get vitamin D. Just we're out enough to get that. Sunscreen's a huge deal. Those are two um, things you should be applying when you're outside. You should apply sunscreen and you should apply uh, mosquito things if you're out in the out in a more brushy rural or not rural. Just it can be in the Twin Cities too. But if you're just out, um, not on your manicured lawn, um, you should have bug stuff on as well. Mosquitoes are there. I'm sure I haven't seen one yet this year. Have you, you seen a mosquito? No, yet? I've heard reports though. I have not seen one yet. Yeah, we're we're still. Um, this is one of the benefits of living up here in God's country in the frozen tundra. Is that the mosquitoes <laughs> we have, although they're prevalent. They don't carry anything nasty. They don't carry malaria. They don't carry Zika. They don't carry anything, dengue or any of that stuff. They don't. They, we just have annoying mosquitoes that cause bumps on you. But as of this year, they don't carry all those things. They used to. There used to be malaria everywhere, but that's kind of gone. It's elsewhere in the world. But uh, bug dope. It's yeah. People. I've uh, I've had a lot of people say they're, they're worried about the chemicals in things you put on your skin. They're worried about. And I guess that's a reasonable thing to be worried about. Many of the sunscreens are not even a chemical reaction. They are simply a barrier. Uh, you remember that old white zinc that people used to put on their oh, face? Sure. That was a barrier. It didn't It didn't cause any chemical reaction. It was literally like painting your face so the sun reflected off. Well, now they have those same barriers in sunscreens that don't have that aren't white. They're, they're transparent, so you can't see them, but they still work the same way. They provide a barrier. So if you don't want a chemical, some sunscreens use a chemical process. If you don't want that chemical process on your skin, get one of the barrier type of sunscreens. And you can read on the label how they all work. If they have zinc in them, you're good to go. They're not a chemical, so it's safe to put on your skin. All right, to the phone lines we go. Uh, Kevin, Kevin from Avon, you're on the air. Good morning. Yes, I've been taking simvastatin for about three years, and uh, I've noticed, well, the doctor has told me that I have high blood sugar, and I've never had the problem before. I was just wondering if that is a side effect of the drug, and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for your call, Kevin. Uh, No, uh, statins aren't known to um, do that to your blood sugars. Now, the thing is that so many people with high blood sugars, so many people with diabetes or pre-diabetes also have high cholesterol. 
So it's a it is it is true that many people on a statin also have high blood sugars, but it's not um it's not causative. The statin isn't causing it. Now that being said, statins do have side effects and uh, mostly muscle aches and pains, rarely liver problems, some fatigue issues. Um, they they can do that, uh, but um, high blood sugars is not one of the main ones of uh. Of the side effects. Statins have been around a while mm-hmm. and in general, good thing. Yeah. Yep. They are a good thing in general. You know, it's sort of like I remember being in medical school in the mid 90s and they were giving the pharmacology talk and must have been one of those rare days when I was awake. It's hard to stay awake <laughs> during pharmacology talks. Holy cow. You know, they're going on and on and on and showing the chemical structure. And they, they, I remember being told there is a new class of medications that are going to be a game changer. They are going to be, this is going to be a game changer. They're called, let's see, they're, I got to see if I get this right. They are called coenzyme HMG reductase inhibitors. And those are statins. And, but they gave us the, the, the name of them. And they said this, this is literally an off switch for cholesterol. And your liver makes most of your cholesterol. Um, you don't get it from your diet. You get 10, 20% from your diet, but your liver makes most of it. And some people's livers don't have an off switch. And what a statin does, it's the off switch. It turns the factory off so that, uh, and it does that quite effectively. So they are really good for that. But I think the story of statins is that we thought they were so good that we wanted to put them in the water supply. They Everybody should be on a statin. Everybody. That wasn't quite right. We were probably putting too many people on them. But that being said, now we're at a little more nuanced approach. We know who should be on statins. Who We know who it's the best for. And if you've had a heart attack, it's life-saving. If you have extremely high cholesterol and diabetes, they're life-saving. If you have a strong family history of heart disease and high cholesterol, they're life-saving. So there really are some people at, at, who are at risk of heart problems or have had heart problems that statins are still really good. It's just maybe not the entirety of the population like we used to do. All right, quick break. We have much more Healthy Matters. It is an open line show with Dr. David Hilden today. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. It is 81807. Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare here on CCO. Welcome back. Healthy Matters, Dr. David Hilden from Hennepin Healthcare. Denny Long is away. Denny will be back next Sunday morning, Steve Thompson in. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226. We have a couple of phone lines open, 651-989-9226. Or you can text 81807. You want to start with a text yeah, or two? Thanks, Steve. Let's take a couple of these text messages. Here's one that is um, uh, a good segue from my statin comment earlier. This text says, what number should you be at for a statin for high cholesterol? Last week, you said to take them if you have extremely high cholesterol. I did say that. Um, it used to be all we cared about was the number. And we looked at the LDL, L for low. We want it low. Um, and and we used to have all these ranges of numbers. Now it's a little bit more clear. If your LDL is at about 190, that's really high. And you should probably be looking at a statin in that case. If it's down below 190, it still might be high, but then we're not sure if you should be on a statin or not. That's where it gets more nuanced. Ideally, your LDL, the bad cholesterol, would be below 100. 
If you have heart disease, if you have um, have had a heart attack, you want your LDL below 100. You should be on a statin at a very the highest dose of a statin you can tolerate, so your LDL bad cholesterol gets below 100. But what if you haven't had a heart attack? And what if you it's not as high as 190? 190 is getting up there. You're in the 100 to 190 range. Well, you may or may not be at high risk for heart disease with those cholesterol ranges. And so what we ask people to do is we, we calculate your risk of having a heart problem in the next 10 years. It's what we call our 10-year risk, a cardiovascular risk. In fact, I did a – there's a way you can do it um, if you want to know your 10-year risk. It gives it to you as a percentage. Go to myhealthymatters.org and search for cholesterol. I put it in there somewhere in the past year. I can't remember what that post is, but myhealthymatters.org. Search for cholesterol. What it does is it asks you to put in some information, your age, do you smoke, are you male, female, do you have high blood pressure, and then it gives you your 10-year risk of having a heart attack. If that 10-year risk is higher than 7.5% and your cholesterol is in that 100 to 190 range, you should probably be on a statin. If your 10-year risk is very low, it doesn't really matter what your cholesterol is, you probably do not need the statin. So it's a little more nuanced. All right, um, text line 81807, phone line 651-989-9226, an open line show with Dr. David Hilden this morning. Thanks, Steve. I'm going to answer a text here that I um, I want to also call your attention to the blog because this text message about dementia and depression in older adults came in last week, and I didn't get to it last week, and they're sending it again now, so I'll answer it here on the air but I also did a very brief written response to this same text question. So go to myhealthymatters.org. There is a quick tips. I sometimes do these posts called quick tips, and I talk about this very question. And I did it just about three or four days ago. So that's at myhealthymatters.org online. Um, and the text is this. It says, um, thanks for the interesting informative show. Is there a test to discern the difference between dementia and depression, depression symptoms in an elderly woman. Depression and dementia have lots of overlapping symptoms, but they're different. Depression is a mood disorder, mostly with low mood, depressed mood, feelings of hopelessness, um, apathy, trouble getting out of bed. You're just down and blue, but um, uh, and it's it lasts over time, but it it can come and go. You can have good days and bad days with depression. You can have good weeks, you can have good months, you can have good years, and then you have a relapse when things get bad again. It is a mood disorder. Dementia is a cognitive disorder. You, it's characterized by forgetfulness, um, not being able to do your daily tasks. It does not wax and wane so much. In, in dementia, it's a progressive thing over years and years and years, and it gets worse and worse. You don't have like a good six-month period with dementia and then a bad month and then a good month like with depression. So there, But you can have both of them and it's sometimes the symptoms are hard to tell. If you have an, over, an older adult who's just kind of checking out and, and doesn't seem as interactive, that could be depression and it also could be dementia. So what I, and is there a test for it? There is a test for um, both of them. They're verbal tests. So if you go to a specialist in older adults like a geriatrician, that's what I recommend. They can do both of these, but your primary care doctor probably can as well. There's a nine-question test, of, um, the PHQ-9. It's a nine-question test that helps you determine if you have de- depression. 
there are also cognitive tests that you, your, your loved one can do to help for dementia. So, yes, there are tests to help determine those two things. Um, there's even a two-question test, and you can answer these for you at home. If you want to know or if you, a loved one is at, at risk for depression, there are two questions. And if the answer is yes to either one of them, you should get further evaluated. And it's more often than not over the last two weeks is your mood depressed. If you answer yes to that, more often than not over the last two weeks is your mood depressed, more days than not, then that is at least you might have a depression. And the second question is um, do you have um, more often than not over the last two weeks, is there, are you losing interest in activities? In other words, the things that used to be fun, the things that you used to enjoy, more often than not, are they no longer enjoyable? If so, those two questions are a good little um, screening for depression. And really, we've done an outstanding job of making this a conversation topic, mental health. We still have a long way to go as a society, but we're headed in the right direction. Absolutely. Good point, Steve. Um, uh, no one talked about mental health um, in the past, and, and today we still have too much stigma over mental health. And um, I'm glad we can have a bigger conversation. All right, we have much more Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden, an open line show, of course. It is brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare. Thanks so much for joining us on this lovely Sunday morning. Denny Long away. He is on a good neighbor tour. He'll be back next Sunday morning. Dr. David Hilden in open lines. Here are the numbers again. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. More calls, more texts in a moment. Thanks, Steve. It's good to see you here on the show. You know, about a couple times a year, you and yeah, I, that's right. we get to catch up a little bit. Uh, um, we are going to go right to the phone lines. Thank you for those of you who have been waiting on the phone. I have a couple bits of um, things I want to announce So, um, first. Uh, the Decade with Dave show um, is coming up. It's June 10th. What's that you say? Well, hey, it is a live broadcast with a live audience of this Healthy Matters show. Uh, many people are signing up, and I'm going to ask you to as well. It's filling up, but we have we still have plenty of seats if you if you get on there and sign up. The show is June 10th, downtown Minneapolis. The parking's on site, underground, so that's going to be handy. It's at Hennepin's new clinic and specialty center in the beautiful airy atrium. We'll have food, we'll have donuts, we'll have a little bit of swag, a little couple free gifts. We're going to give everybody in attendance. I will be there, and of course. Denny Long will be there. Um, people have asked, will Denny be there? <laughs> Denny, indeed, Denny will be there. I'm dragging him out of the WCCO studios. We're going five blocks away to the Hennepin Clinic and Specialty Center. You need to sign up. You know, others have done so. Karen has signed up. Eileen has signed up. Juanita has signed up. Tom has. Diana. We've got a lot of people who have already signed up. It is free. There is no cost. And I want to shake your hand and I want to get to know you. So... Go to MyHealthyMatters.org, look for the Decade with Dave post, and that'll have a link to where you need to go, MyHealthyMatters.org. As part of this, I have been asking people to leave a comment on that same website about why you listen. We're in our 10th year on the air, and I want to get to know people. So I've been reading a few of them. Um, I won't get to read them all, but... uh, Here's one from Marlene. Marlene left this at MyHealthyMatters.org. She said, I've listened to you every Sunday morning for the 10 years. I just lie in bed and listen until you're done. I've called in once. I wish, hey, thanks, Marlene. She says, I wish you were my doctor. That's Marlene from Wisconsin. Marlene, um, you are not the only one who has said that they wake up to the show in their house. 
I don't know if I should be mortified by that, that I might be the first voice many of you hear in the morning, but thank you so much for listening. Here's one that comes from, I think, a person who is a little bit unhinged. This one says, we listen because we have to. We're your parents. <laughs> my mom put that one on there. Um, some of you have met my mom and dad. They're very loyal listeners. They've been listening for the whole 10 years because they have to. <laughs> you got to listen to what your kid's doing. So that's what my, my mom did. So go to MyHealthyMatters.org. Sign up for the Decade with Dave show. Um, also, we are, we are launching a series of community education events. We're starting it out with a show, but we're calling it Here for Health it is uh, sort of consider it like a mini medical school. We have three events, one in July, one in August, and one in September, where you come and you can learn a little bit about a healthcare topic from one of my colleagues here or one or more on topics of interest to you. And then we're going to do it, but it's sort of experiential learning. We're doing it in the clinic. So the dermatologists are going to be there, and they're going to show you the dermatology clinic. Maybe you want to know more about colonoscopies when you're not the one getting one. So Jake Matlock, a great gastroenterologist, he's going to be there. He's going to talk to you about a colonoscopy. He's going to show you the equipment. You're going to take go inside a state-of-the-art um, colonoscopy suite so you can see it while you're walking and not the one with your rear end hanging out. Um, it's just a if you're a curious person, you want to learn about healthcare, you want to do it in a lighthearted way, you want to do it kind of um, not just sitting staring at an internet screen. Come to the Here for Health series. You can do that. You can sign up for them as well at the same place as you sign up for the Decade with Dave show. So go to MyHealthyMatters.org and you can um, do the sign up. If you're already at the Hennepin um, website, you can go to the main health, uh, HennepinHealthcare.org and you just put the slash Here for Health and use the number four instead of spelling it out. So that's all coming up over the summer. Please do sign up. It's filling up, but we have we still have room for you, and if we have to, we'll find more more chairs. That is June tenth. It's at the usual hour of seven thirty in the morning. Okay, should we go to the phone, Steve? Let's go to the phones. All Let's right, bring in Bev. Bev, you're on the air. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi, Bev. Yeah. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I had uh, a doctor that told me to start wearing compression stockings for circulation, and uh, so I did that. But she didn't really say what was going to happen. And now, I mean, they they uh, don't swell at the ankle anymore, but they swell way up my leg now, much, much more than they did prior to. Uh, it was just a little bit at the above an ankle, anklet. And, uh, and now it seems to be much worse. And I wondered if, are there any exercises you can do, do to help this? Problem. Yeah, Bev, you bring up great questions. You have really skillfully described the problem. That happens. It happens to people. We have people put on knee highs compression stockings, and it just pushes all the fluid north. It goes above those, and it goes above those. Um, so what you have is common, and so thank you for your call. Usually, the swollen legs is it, it might be due to an underlying problem. So I do want to say that. Heart failure, kidney failure, liver failure. If you have one of those, that's what your leg swelling could be due to. But the most people who, especially um, as we get over like age 50 or 60, uh, most people who have swollen legs, it's due to bad veins. Your veins are little wimpy little blood vessels that hold a lot of blood. And their job, I say they're wimpy because they're not muscular. Your arteries are muscular. The, the, when your heart pumps, it pushes blood through these muscular arteries all the way to your body. But how does the blood get back 
to your heart. It's the drainage system. The veins don't have many muscles. They, the blood just sort of passively moves back to your heart. Well, um, if, if you're standing upright like a human being can do, where does the blood pool in your ankles? That's where – and it can leak out and, it, and, and so it's hard to get it back to your heart. So that's kind of what's going on. So things you can do is being active is always good because the motion of your of the muscles of your legs helps to move the blood back to your heart. So just being active, walking, walking's a great thing. It's um, uh, I'm just uh, you don't have to go to the gym and 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 work out. You can just walk. So that's a good thing. When you're not exercising, the two things that are best for your veins are one. Compression, that's what you're doing, Bev. Number two, elevation. If The more you can elevate your legs, the better. So while you're watching TV, put your feet up, preferably above the level of your heart. So that's kind of a weird thing, but maybe even at nighttime, put your feet on a pillow. Or when you're lying on a couch, put your feet up on a pillow as best you can. And then the compression. If... um. If you can get higher compression stockings, they have thigh-high ones, you know, the ones that go all the way above the knees. That might help a little bit as well. And then if your veins are um, uh, are still causing leg swelling like that, you can take water pills. There are diuretics There are that will just literally remove fluid from your body. That's not the first line of treatment. The first line would be elevation and compression and then exercise. You're not alone, Bev. That's a, um, what you're describing is extraordinarily common. All right, let's go to uh, Gene next. Gene, you're on with Dr. David Hilden. Good morning. Hello. Yes, I've had angina for several years, and I have nitroglycerin tablets, but I've never taken one. Now, the question is, when I cut the grass, I have to stop several times because I get that tight feeling in my chest, and when I stop and rest, it's gone, I go do it some more. My question would be, if I were to take a nitroglycerin tablet when I stopped that first time, would I possibly be able to cut the rest of the grass without all the intermediate stops? You probably would, Gene, but that's not what I would recommend. Okay. Those nitroglycerins are for instant relief of chest pain that is due to your heart. And then we usually say, if you're having to take a nitroglycerin, you should get into your doctor and have more look. Now, before I want you still on the phone there, Gene, do you take any other medicines for your heart? Oh, no, I just take cholesterol and high blood pressure medicine. Okay, so what I would suggest is that you um, see a cardiologist and be on... There are other anti-anginal medications. Now, they're ones that you would take every day, but they, would, um, they will reduce the, the work on your heart. All the nitroglycerin does is dilates your blood vessels so your heart gets a little more blood supply, but it doesn't treat the underlying problem. There are other medications that reduce the work on your heart um, that are good for people who get chest pain due to your heart. You might want to consider things like angiograms and put a stent in there. Now, angiograms and heart stents can reduce chest pain that is due to blocked arteries. They don't make anyone live any longer. They don't prevent heart attacks, but they can reduce your chest pain. So there, it's um, the newest evidence about angiograms and heart stents is that it is good, but probably no better than the medications we've prescribed. So if, as long as you're not yet on things like beta blockers – um, a beta blocker is a great um, – things that usually end in the suffix L-O-L, those metoprolol, 
carvedilol, bisoprolol. Those are good antianginal medications. There are other antianginal medications. Some calcium channel blockers can help. These are medications that even though you have to take them every day, reduce the symptoms and reduce the work on your heart, and I would suggest those. But you, that should all be done under the, uh, the advice of a, a cardiologist. I would not recommend I would not recommend that someone who's getting chest pain from your heart while you're mowing the lawn to simply take a nitroglycerin so that you can finish the work. Um, I think that if your heart is causing you chest pain while you're exerting yourself, that's a sign your heart is telling you it's too much exertion for you. So I would not recommend continuing to do the exertion. I would have that looked at. Quick break. We have more. It is an open line program. Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilden, uh, 7.30 to 8.30 Sunday mornings. And, of course, it's presented by Hennepin Healthcare. Welcome back. It is Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilden, presented by Hennepin Healthcare. Denny Long is away. He'll be back next Sunday. He is in Sonoma Wine Country. Uh, good stuff. Let's go to the phone lines. Gene, you're on the air with the doctor. Good morning. Good morning. I would like to know from the doctor the, what the latest and best um, treatments are for lung cancer and for lymph node involvement, and I'd also like to know if the medical um, establishment is actively involved in getting rid of uh, cigarettes and and in... Um, promoting young people not to start. And is vaping harmful? Have they proved it to be harmful? Yes. Um, great. All great questions. I'll try to do just real quickly on some of those. Lung can- All cancers have new treatments, all of them. And um, most of the new treatments are, are much more directed therapy. The drugs have a zillion letters in it. Lung cancer that, that's advanced is a tough one. It still is one of – it's still the leading cause of cancer death by far, by far, lung cancer. Um, and um, but, but, but I'm not going to get into specifics because that's not my area. But yes, there are new treatments. And the second part of your question is I can't think of one thing that unites doctors more than our opposition to smoking. Um, it is um, – there is almost no – uh, nothing that is um, more universally accepted by the physician community. And in fact, um, if there's ever a law or a bill or anything being considered that might reduce smoking, even if it involves raising your taxes, the doctors are almost always in favor of because they are um, – it works. Anything to prevent smoking is going to make our population live longer. And in fact, the number one thing that keeps children and teenagers from starting smoking is the price of cigarettes. So if we just simply raise the price of cigarettes very high by taxing it, we could save lives and just enormously. The third thing you said is about vaping. Vaping is not a safe alternative. Um, it is not. It is probably, probably a little safer than smoking because there's no smoke. So it, probably. But it is um, – uh, and, and the one place vaping might have a role is for a current cigarette smoker. If you can switch to vaping, it might be better for you. Might. There's not any a lot of science yet, but it might be because you're not smoking smoke. However, vaping has been shown to be an entry for teenagers who were not currently smokers. So if, if kids are using vaping as a safe alternative to cigarettes, that's a bad sign. That's not a healthy way to do it. But if you are an adult who currently smokes, vaping is probably a better route. Yeah, my, my doctor who just retired, now I have a new doctor that I see regularly, um, my, my retired doctor was was militant. 
he said smoking should be illegal. I mean, he was on that I bet side. He of, was really. Yeah. yeah, he was just look. This is the worst thing day in day out you can do. Yeah, if your doctor is telling you that there is an that there's an acceptable side of smoking, he or she is not being honest. There is no acceptable yeah. side to smoking. It is very difficult to quit. I do have to say that. So don't feel bad about yourself, but do what you can to quit. Here's a couple Can we go to the text line? Sure. Here's a tweet. Some people tweet their questions. Here's one. It says <laughs> I love the way this person started it out. It says this is a crappy question. I work in the ER and see too much constipation. How long is too long before you need to manage it? And is it age-related? Is it okay to take Miralax daily? Do I need to go to the emergency department if I can't poop? Well, you know what? It's uh, you know, I'm chuckling when I say it, but this is a huge issue. Constipation is a huge issue. I tell people if you're not having a bowel movement every day, don't let it go four or five days. It is do something to get your bowels moving. Things you can do. More fluids. More exercise. That's number one. Drink more fluids, exercise more. Number two, your diet. Get more fiber in your diet. Eat healthy things. Eat whole grains. Um, more fluids in your doctor. More diet. More fiber in your diet. Do all those. Third, you can take a gentle stool softener or laxative that you can buy over the store. There are gentle plant-based laxatives. But if you're doing all those things and you're going two or three days without a bowel movement, then yes, take a Miralax or something like that. You can do it every day. Um, I would start with prune juice. I would start with Senecot. I would start with those things. But then, yes, you can do Miralax or something like that every day. Um, but if you're going four or five, six days without having a bowel movement, it's, you're, you're playing catch-up. It's better to, to do those things ahead of time. Let's see. Do I have time for some text here? Sure. All right. Let's do this. Um, all right. What is the difference between a CT and a CTA scan? A, a CT stands for computed tomography. And A just stands for angiography. A CTA is when we're looking at the blood vessels in your um, in your body. And a CT can look at the organs and the like. Let's see a couple more. That I just have a couple minutes. Kevin's telling me. Here's one about our hospitals. HCMC just for Hennepin County residents only. Oh, oh no. Heavens no. Um, in fact, uh, we see people from every county in the state of Minnesota all the time. Um, for your clinics and for if you're your daily primary care and for your colonoscopies and all that stuff, um, you might not come down here if you're living up in Cass Lake or in Worthington, but we are for anybody who wants to come. Um, we are state-of-the-art facilities. Um, we'll see you. Um, if you uh, Let's see. Let's go to another one here. Can uncontrolled diabetes cause AFib? That's a good question. I don't think so, but they're highly, highly related. Um, a lot of people with AFib have diabetes. A lot of people with diabetes have heart disease. Is it directly causative? I don't know, but they are definitely associated. Let's see. Do I have time for one more? Morning, Steve and Dr. Hilden. Just an FYI on sunblocks. The two most common chemical sun, sunblocks have been banned in Hawaii. Here's a person who doesn't like what they're they're um, putting in some of the sunblocks. I would just look on the label of what's in your sunscreen. Um, it is, in the long run, skin cancer's worse. Um, believe me. So skin cancer is worse. But but yes, there are um, some barrier type sunblocks that are completely healthy. Um, let's see. That's probably all the time yeah. I'm going to have. I don't have time for any more. There's a lot more of them. I do want to um, you know, alert you, the Decade with Dave show. Go sign up, myhealthymatters.org, and you can sign up for that and look at the blog post. Next week, I have a good, big show, Steve. I'm having uh, Kathy Wild, our chief nursing officer. We are going to talk about nursing issues. We've never done it in 10 years. If you have questions about nurses, if you have a story about a nurse that was important to you, if you have a question about nursing as a career, you're going to want to listen next week. All right. 
Great as always, Healthy Matters, Dr. David Hilden, brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare. Sunday mornings between 7.30 and 8.30 here on CCO. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.